Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Junk Baller Podcast. My name is Michael Greenwood, and as always, I am here with my good friend, Kevin Otterbein. Kevin, how you doing? I am doing well. There you go. Good. That's a good grammar there. Good grammar there. We're getting... Uh, you're, you're, you're learning. You're learning. Uh, your your influence is rubbing off on me. I don't know how much good. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, if my influence is rubbing off on you. Right now, it's just a thing. Yeah. As long as I keep you at a distance, I think we'll... That's fair. I think I'll be okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like six feet, like COVID type distance, or... Because right now, we're less than six feet away. Yeah, that's... <laughs> well, close enough so you can... Give me a Christmas tree yeah, for my apartment. I, I, I let Kevin uh, borrow my uh, Christmas tree, which was given to me by my friend Austin Fisher, uh, who had it in his basement um, when we were friends back uh, before he moved. And it that thing has seen a lot uh, in, in its time. Um, yeah. And it's not it's not a huge tree, It's but it's a tree. It's a tree. Yeah. And I and I threw some lights up there and I got a candle so it smells pretty good in here. Yeah, it does. That was the first thing I noticed when I came in here. I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. This is this is different. Uh, yeah, th- this she, apartment's too bare. Kevin's, it's got to have yeah. Christmassy stuff. Kevin's setting a vibe going. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but just to get back to the original topic, far enough away where I, I can't let you influence my language, That's like fair. how I talk. That's good. Yeah. And I'm not very good. I'm not very articulate. You know, I stutter a lot and... Anyway, people, we have some big news that has happened in baseball since the last time that we have recorded, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about it coming up, uh, but let's get started on a fun fact, and let me just pick it up on my phone right here. Kevin, did you know that if Ty Cobb would have gone O for his next 2,529 he still would have had a 300 career batting average. I did the math on this. I divided that by about 550, which is about the average, you know, at bats per season. It would be four and a half seasons. He could go four and a half seasons without having a hit and still finish above 300. Four and a half seasons of 154 games. 154. It it wouldn't the 162 game seasons he would have played in. I just it's it's, uh, not, it's not specific. Yeah, like yeah. I just did 550 okay. at bats. Like gotcha. it's about four. It, it was like 4.6. I figured it was four and a half seasons of him going hitless, mm-hmm. and he'd still finish at around 300 yeah. ab- above 300, which is ridiculous. All time he's the all time leading hitter in average 366, um, and he had over 4,000 hits, mm. and he could have gone O for his last 2,529, and still would have had. A 300 hitter. Still would have been a 300 hitter. Mm. It's kind of nuts yeah. how he's also a jerk. His, his reputation. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's something that we don't see a ton of in baseball anymore. There's not really like the rivalries as big as they used to be, which needs to come back in baseball. Kind of like they need some, like Harper's good for it because he's a hothead sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Trout's not a hothead. Otani is not. Although Otani is not, is good for baseball just because he's a generational player. But there's no like intense rivalries anymore. Even Yankees Boston isn't. Well, that's because neither of them are at the peak that they were. Yeah. I, I feel like if they were both contending right now, it would be a pretty hot rivalry. Yeah, I would agree. Um, um, I think post 1920, because Ty Cobb played before then, the average would be Ted Williams with 344. Which is still pretty darn high. Yeah. For an average. Um, I looked up the career average leaders, and the only one that's still active, that is uh, the highest one that is active, was Jose Altuve at 307. Now, can we put an asterisk next to that because, just because we don't know if he was cheating or not? But that's the only one that's, that was the first one that was active when I saw on baseball reference. Yeah. Is there anyone else with a over a career 300 average right now? I didn't look. I just wanted to know okay. the first. I think there is, uh, but I don't know how many at bats they yeah. have because I didn't see how much it had to qualify. I just saw that Altuve qualified and I was like, all right, he's the first one that's active. Um, and how many years do you think he has left? Uh, he's been around for, been around for a, a while. De- a decade, maybe? Yeah. I mean, he's still clutch. He's That's still, the, he could still play. Um, like he doesn't. He's not going to have the pop that because he, he's not a big guy. So he's going to lose the pop quick. He's not going to be like hitting twenty five home runs, four or five years from now. 
maybe five or ten years. You think he could go ten years? That that's the range I'm putting it in. I'm not that, saying he's gonna go that far. That but would, I think he would go at least five. All right, that would make him. He is currently 33 years old. He so, can he can do 38 and still play. Yeah, I just I don't think he would be. I don't know if his game transitions well to older age. Does that make sense or anything? Because mm-hmm. he was a small, fast guy, and as you get older, you lose the pop, and he's definitely going to lose his speed. So he's going to become – I don't think he's going to become David Eckstein. But, um, yeah, that was just my thought. But, yeah, I, again, I think the rivalries need to come back. And, uh, like I said, the Yankees-Boston one needs to come back, and they need to be uh, competing, which is good for baseball. And kind of a good transition into that is the Yankees pulled off a pretty big trade, didn't they? A trade that they really, really needed to pull off. I agree. Um, 100%. Who did they get? Wait, wait, wait. Announce to the audience. Who did they get? For those of you who don't know, um, the Yankees got Juan Soto and Trent Grisham, not, who is another— Not John Soda? Yeah, not um, Josh Social or <laughs> that, that, something. That was great. <laughs> From the Yankees' social media account, what was it? It was— uh, John Soda or something like yeah, that. I was like, a tear sign to the Yankees. Yeah, that, that was a class A troll. Yeah. They don't do that very often. Which is interesting because they troll on social media, but you know you can't have beards or facial hair or anything. Yeah. Like you know you're up with uh, uphold. You have a reputation to hold, and then you just make jokes about reporters and everything. Well, that's why the t- tweet surprised me. They yeah. usually don't put out stuff like that. At least not in that tone. Yeah. Uh, but they. They got Juan Soto from San Diego along with Trent Grisham, who was another outfielder. Uh, they sent Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka, Higgy, to San Diego for that. Um, a couple of thoughts on that. First of all, I think this trade was kind of a steal, at least on paper. I would agree. Um, because, yeah, let me. I want to hear you out. The two players I would probably miss the most that they trade away would be Higgy. Uh, not that he was like the most talented catcher, but he had his moments. Mm-hmm. And then Michael King, who could be a solid relief pitcher out of yeah. the bullpen. Um, everyone else was eh, not particularly great. Or like you had Johnny Brito, for instance, who like in his first game was like pitching really well. And then afterwards yeah. he had like a six ERA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Drew Thorpe and Randy Vasquez, who really didn't do all that much. Yeah. Um, and they got Juan Soto in return, who, I mean... It could be one year. It could be one-year rental. It could be a one-year rental, but I think it's worth the risk. I agree. I 100% agree, because you have Garrett Cole and Judge in their prime. Yes. And you got you to gotta use that. And yeah. especially with Stanton getting older and all that, Juan Soto's uh, top 10 player right now. Top yeah. top 10, top 5 hitter. Yeah. But he also didn't... He had he bad at 276 last year. He didn't... He gets on base like crazy. Yeah. He gets a lot of walks. Yeah. I think he led in walks. Yeah. He had 132. Um, yeah. But he's a four-time Silver Slugger, yeah. three-time All-Star in his short career. He was the runner-up for the MVP in 2021 and the runner-up for Rookie of the Year when he came up in 2018 yeah. and has a ring. Yeah. So he's accustomed to winning as well. Um, yeah. I don't know about accustomed to winning. Well, to, well, he, he won. won. With, he, won, he, won. With, won with, he won yeah. with the world, and it came up. That's but, a good correction. Yeah, but then after that, Washington sucked, and then uh, he was traded to San Diego. They made the play. They made the championship series. That was that. But then last year, they sucked. Yeah. Like that was a nightmare for San Diego. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting that San. I mean, obviously, San Diego's has. I don't know the full situation, but they have to tread some money because of a loan, which is really weird. But the fact that they traded some pretty solid prospects to go get Soto and then they trade him about a year and a half later is kind of strange. Just because you thought, hey, I'm going to get him for a couple years, at least two years, and try to compete. Because they still are. They should come back and be better than what they were last year. Like They had, they had a terrible record with one-run games or something like that. Yeah. So it's not like they were awful, but... Anyway, I thought I wasn't surprised by the trade, but the fact that he actually was traded, I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. San Diego's kind of, they had a one year plan and they had a plan to, that only lasted one year. Yeah. So. And uh, 
I was just glad they did because talk is cheap. You know, Cashman, Steinbrenner, they talk about wanting to change the culture and change how the Yankees have been doing over the last couple of years. And I was hoping that their worst season in 30 years would be a wake-up call for them to be like, we need to change things around here because, I mean, they've been so accustomed to winning for so long. And the culture has become kind of stale in that no one's excited to go to the Yankees. Or there's there's not there's not that same prestige, I should say. Yeah. As there was maybe ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah. I agree. And we were talking about this, I think, the other day, uh, how there was a report, uh, I think it was maybe Cameron Maven tweeted out that, you know, some players have talked to him and said that, yeah, I don't really want to go to the Yankees because I can't grow my facial hair out. Like that's a even though it seems silly, people, because they're turning down millions of dollars, like these guys, they don't really want to change up their lifestyle just because to be a Yankee, there's not that prestige anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think that the Yankees have to make a little bit of change. Like, I think we talked about, like, maybe have facial hair, but don't let it go to be, like, Charlie Blackman type style, you know? <laughs> have, like, a beard like you and I have, like, something yeah. solid, but nothing scraggly, you know? Yeah. Make sure it's trimmed. I mean, they talk about having class and all that, but you know it's also uh, nice to have winning? Yeah, winning. Yeah, and you haven't won since 2009. Which in Yankee years is an eternity, not so much for other teams. But um, I like how they got another outfielder to it in Trent Grisham, two-time gold glover. Yeah, he's a good defensive player. So he could be a solid replacement in the outfield when they want to like switch someone out to be a DH. I think the big thing that I saw, because there was reports that, you know, they didn't want to add certain players because it was too high. They kept Dominguez, which mm-hmm. was big, because I thought that that was going to yes. be the kind of tipping point yeah. is if, hey, we're not going to do this unless you give us Dominguez, because Dominguez has a ton of potential. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the year, you could have Dominguez, Soto, and Judge in the outfield. Oh, that was another question I want to ask you. How do you feel about Judge playing center field? You have a 6'7", 250-pound, 260-pound center fielder. He's done it before. But he's 32. Yeah. A big guy. It's playing center field. He could do it. Yeah. It's not ideal, but I think he can. And with adding the extra depth depth in the outfield, he could switch out to be a, a DH yeah. every once in a while, too, yeah. when needed. Um, that was another part I liked about the trade as well. Like you said, they were able to keep a lot, like their, most of their younger talent. So they didn't have to trade away Volpe. Or Peraza, Dominguez, mm-hmm. Oswaldo Cabrera is still there. So they're able to still keep those guys, which surprised me. I thought they were going to yeah. trade at least one of them out to yeah. San Diego. I agree. It was, I, it was a, I think it was a good trade for both in the sense that Soto needed to go to a new location because San Diego's plan didn't seem like it was going to work out. And it looked like Soto was going to walk. It, it, it felt like Soto was going to walk, even though I also feel like he's going to walk from the Yankees, too. Unless they do really well. Like, if they have another year where it's kind of like last year, I think he walks. I mean, he's going to get, I mean, with Otani signing now, I don't know what the market is for him, but yeah. at least probably fi- at least $500 million. Yeah, but if they win and he really endears himself and he has that short porch in right field. Yeah, but he doesn't pull a lot. He hits a lot of home runs to left and left center. It's still short down left oh, field yeah, line, too. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying, like, because... You know, Harper hits a ton of home runs, but a lot. Some of his stuff is just straight center field and left center. Um, that's when you know that they're on because they're hitting the ball to the opposite field. I mean, when he pulls it, it's, it's great. Um, I'm talking about Soto and Harper, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's. Are you gonna go get a Soto jersey? No. Or it's it's you know it's the same number as Jaquel Bailsbury, so hopefully there's no uh, bad juju there. Yeah. Well, I mean, also too. Um, the last couple times I've gotten a certain shirt or jersey for players, they got hurt or they, they didn't play the same way ever yeah. again. Yeah. So uh, it happened with DJ LeMahieu, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> when he came over, this was before he won the bang title. I, because I like DJ LeMahieu as a player when he was in Colorado. Yep. I got his shirt. And then in 2020, you know, which is the fluke season, they still won the batting title. I'm like, oh, this is great. Never the same after yeah. that. Or if you want to go back even further to Eddie Lacy with the Packers. Yeah. I got another shirt of his after his like rookie season or second year. And, you know, he didn't do anything after that either. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to wait. No more current players. No you. more current players. I think I talked about getting an, another retro jersey. I don't have a Paul O'Neill jersey, who's my favorite player mm-hmm. on the Yankees growing up. Yeah. 
um, out of all the players I have. Uh, but speaking of class, they t- they talk about class and all that. They had him in a Zoom press conference to tr- introduce him as a player on the Yankees. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know the circumstances exactly. Yeah. Maybe he couldn't be there. I think it's more of that than the Yankees not wanting to but, do that because I think the Yankees probably wanted to have him there and be like a, a formal introduction introduction. But I think he's traveling and doing a lot um, in uh, the Dominican. He's Dominican. Yeah, he's from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's there's been a lot of stuff happening in the Dominican leagues and everything. I think he's he wants to be there because I think he was at the Miami game a little bit ago. Um, but I think he's set down there now. Obviously, you know, why can't you just fly out for one day just yeah. to do a press conference? Or like, even the Yankees could fly to wherever he's yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that was that was a little interesting. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's yeah. I don't. Know. I had I had something else that I was gonna say. I can't remember what it was gonna be. Oh yeah, it was something about the jerseys. Like I I rarely get current player jerseys. Mm-hmm. I normally get pl- if I do, they're players that have been good for a little bit. Yeah. And then like, cause I have I have a JT jersey and he's been good for a while. I'm wearing that right now. Um, and I have a Harper jersey now. Harper's already a borderline Hall of Famer, so that's why I got it. But Everyone else that I got was retired or had been gone for a little bit. I have Cliff Lee and Otley, and then who else do I have? I have Halliday. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Schmidt. Um, those are the jerseys I have. Like all of them were retired, or and they're all great players. So, yeah. And and I tend to not go toward overly popular players, so I probably wouldn't get a Judge jersey or a Derek se. Jeter jersey. I actually do have a Derek Jeter jersey. Oh, you do? I think it's, it has the 09 patch on it. That's why I got oh, okay. it. Okay. Is um, it gray or? It's white. It's white. Yeah. So it's Jeter, um, Rivera, uh, Tex, Teixeira. That's a jersey, though, right? A jersey? A shirt jersey? I think I have the actual jersey of his, too. I would have to check that. Okay. And then Thurman Munson, which was, who was a catcher for the Yankees in the seventies, okay. uh, that was my dad's jersey. That's that's the only road jersey I have. That's, that's cool, gray. Though. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So Soto, he's now a Yankee, and I didn't expect that at the beginning of the off season. I thought that it. To be fair, I thought he was going to stay, and then you get traded at the deadline. But that's just me. And but now he's a Yankee, and the Yankees made a move. The Yankees making moves. They're making moves. They're making moves. They're making moves. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean that that means that my prediction for Guriel is probably flushed down the toilet. Probably. But um, that's okay. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to take that loss for Soto. Yeah. Speaking of predictions, I got my prediction right that Otani was going to the Dodgers. I didn't get the numbers right because the numbers are a little bit ridiculous. I said ten years, five hundred fifteen million, which Man, is already a ridiculous number. Exactly, but. Based off the competitive balance threshold or the luxury tax stuff, they said that the deal is worth ten years, like four hundred sixty something million, which isn't far off from what I said because I said ten five fifteen. But Otani got ten years, seven hundred million, mm-hmm. and this guy pulled a complete fleece job on every MLB team. He is getting paid two million dollars for the next ten years each year. So he's going to be making $20 million over the next 10 years. And the rest of that money is going to be deferred. The smart thing about this, and I I love it because it's screw it's just it gives a big screw you to California and taxes because he's probably not going to be living in LA when that money is deferred, it's not going to be taxed in California taxes which are ridiculous Mm -hmm. i I did the math i saw someone did the math on um on his contract that uh, after taxes he would be getting around of the it was like the 10 years 700 it was like 10 years 380 something million dollars i'm like or 330 something i was like you got to be freaking kidding me over half of that money is going to taxes Oh my god! Yeah. I'm just—I'm not getting yeah. political here, people. But that's just ridiculous—the fact that he would have to go to California and um, get all that money. But he pulled a fleece job. He's getting paid two million. The Dodgers still have to pay the competitive balance threshold and luxury tax according to what the—I think it was like forty-six million a year or something like mm-hmm. that. 
Um, so they still have to pay that. But in terms of salary, he's only getting paid $2 million. So the Dodgers can still go get a pitcher like Yamamoto, who is currently the Yankees and Dodgers are currently the favorite for Yamamoto. However, the Phillies did meet with him today, and I predicted him to go to the Phillies. I think he's going to get more than what I predicted him to get in terms of money, which is 10 years, 275. There are rumors about 300 right now, um, which is kind of strange for a guy who's like 6 feet, 5'10", and he can throw 100. It, the durability of that is not does not hold up well for pitchers. Um, but he's, he's probably going to get $300 million from someone. I agree. Do you think where do you think he's gonna go? Um another big market place probably. Uh I think it's a similar to an Otani where I don't think he's gonna go to, you know, Tampa or something. There's a decent chance he might go to LA. Yeah. I mean apparently based on the presentation that they gave him. Yeah, Mookie like, Betts, they brought Freddie in, Freeman and Otani. Yeah, Come they on. they brought all those guys in for him. Yeah. Um, stays on the West Coast, closer to home. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um or perhaps, I mean, the Yankees are also up there, too, in terms of consideration. Yeah. Bringing Hideki Matsui to uh, health as well. Uh, and they had the money for it, and I think the Yankees should really try to pursue him also. Yeah. Um, and think about all the money that Otani's going to make, not just with his contract. Oh, endorsements are going to be out the Endorsements. The Dodgers are going to make tons of money off of Otani. He's the fastest-selling jersey of all time within 48 hours. Beating Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, Justin Fields is on this list at number four, and then Bryce Harper at number five. All time. Like, what? <laughs> Why is Justin Fields there? Yeah. Come on, Chicago. But anyway, Otani set the record. I want to know what those numbers are because that, that's what I want to know more than the fact that he was the best selling. I'm not surprised, but this is good for baseball, people. It is. Otani's signing with the Dodgers is good for baseball. It. I wish it was on the East Coast in terms of just being able to see him play instead of having to wait until 10 o'clock. But I'm sure that every East Coast game might be broadcasted on primetime or ESPN yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, it's going to bring in more revenue in terms of going to other places as well. I, I think like going to an Angels game and seeing Otani is one thing, but going to see the Dodgers yeah. playing with Otani on it, along with Betts and Freeman at the top. You have three MVPs oh, at yeah. the top of that lineup. Yeah. Every, Who would not go see that? Every away game probably will be sold out except for Oakland. And Tampa, probably. Um, yeah, probably Miami, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, would you, wouldn't you? you think that maybe the older whippersnappers of, of our old boomers would go see Otani and the Dodgers in Miami? And, you know, I feel like they might. More Miami. That than, might be yeah. a bold prediction. That every, <laughs> That's every, a hot take. Every game, every away game for the Dodgers will be a sellout. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, it, it, I don't know if the Dodgers are going to New York this year, though. I would go. I would go to that. Uh, I think they are because they played in L.A. last year. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. To see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They, they, I think MLB put out a uh, timeline for like certain um, stadiums because he hasn't been to Wrigley and he hasn't been to um, Yankee Stadium. So. He has been to Yankee Stadium. He has? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. first time was the Dodger. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't been to Wrigley and I think another – uh, stadium he hasn't been to, uh, something like that. But yeah, people, this, I mean, I remember we, we were in the car to Kevin and I were in the car together with our friend Taylor and <laughs> Taylor just, he, as Taylor said, he looked at his phone and he's like, that can't be right. So we kept refreshing and, or, or something he just kept, couldn't figure out the words to say it. And then like five, 10 minutes later, he's like, yeah, Otani went to Dodgers se- 10 years, 700 million. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both gasped yeah. in that car. Like $700 million. When's the first billion-dollar player going to come around? You know? Uh, Joey, but, did, did you see Joey Votto's tweet? No. So he said, uh, yeah, after the news, he said, okay, the first person uh, that predicts the first billion-dollar player and where he signs and how much, and, like, uh, who, what's his name? What's... Uh, and what team he's for, I'll, he he will give them a signed like Funko Pop or something like that of <laughs> Joey Votto. And I was like, God, Joey Votto, man, what a he's an interesting. <laughs> he guy. is an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he's such an outlier in terms of that that's probably not going to be for a while because Otani's uh, a once in a generation talent. Yeah, 
who we, can hit and pitch, even though he won't pitch next year. When he comes back in 2025, he will. Yeah. It, I mean, back in 2019, when Harper signed for $330 million, that was considered huge money. Like, um, like n- never see again type money almost. Oh, and I, now we, he is, Otani is technically making more than Trout and Harper combined in terms of their contracts. Yeah. I remember or, I was no, watching. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. That's 420. I, I don't know. No, that's not right. I was wrong. Well, I know it's more than A-Rod and Harper combined. Correct. That's, because that's, that's, that, that's yeah. what I was going to bring yeah. up because I remember watching the 07 World Series and it was like right in the middle of the game. They're like, A-Rod's resigned with the Yankees 10 years, 300 million. My jaw dropped to the floor. Yeah. I was like, I couldn't believe they would pay someone this much money. And now, was, was it? Was it 275? Was it 10 years, 275? I thought it was like closer to 300 mil. It might have been. It was high. Yeah, whatever very it was. high. Um, oh, pretty, yeah, we're watching the press conference for Otani right now. Yep. Uh, he does look good in Dodger blue, I will say. Yeah. He looks good in Dodger blue. They're oh. go- they going to market the heck out oh, of Oh, yes, they are. One thing that I thought was interesting, saw it on a tweet either yesterday or today, the, he has an option to opt out of his contract if the president of ba- baseball operations or the owner of the team leaves. Man, who's his agent? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, okay, to be fair, this guy's had the most power of anything. Yeah. Like, he... He kept it quiet, like he yeah. could have done whatever he wanted. And the Giants all apparently offered him the same type of deal. And he's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm just going to sign with the Dodgers, which I can't blame that, him. That's fair. Who wants to go to San Francisco? And Ken Rosenthal, I'm, I'm just reporting right now. Ken Rosenthal reported, I think, yesterday that the Giants apparently are having a hard time signing big free agent deals. They just signed um, uh, the other Japanese hitter. But they apparently have had a hard time recruiting big star talent because John Hulley. Yeah, John Hulley. Yeah. Uh, six years, one eighteen or whatever. One thirteen. One thirteen. Uh, because San Francisco is a crap hole. They, literally. Literally. <laughs> there. I mean, people. If you look at it, there's feces on the street in San Francisco. Yeah. Like that city. The people are literally leaving their car doors. And things unlocked, so that way it wouldn't get burglarized in. Like, <laughs> what player wants to go to San Francisco to do that? So San Francisco's having a hard time doing that. So people, like, how, I, I'm not getting political. That's what happens when, you know, certain cities aren't doing well economically and aren't safe. Like, it's hard for teams and everything to recruit certain players. Mm-hmm. So it comes full circle. Um, so I thought that was interesting. I, I think uh, John Ho Lee is to what, you know, similar to a Yankee situation where they had to make a deal of some kind. Yeah. Because the Giants, you know, they've been trying to go after all these Arson different judges. Arson Judge. Arson Judge and Correa. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they went hard after Otani and they didn't get any of them. Yeah. So I feel like they really need to get this deal for John Ho Lee, who I'm not too familiar with. No, he's apparently got some personality and a solid hitter. Yeah. Uh, but don't know a ton about him. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I think what I heard the comps are is like uh, kind of like a Christian Yelich type player right now, like 15, 20 home runs. But also in that ballpark, I don't know because he's a left-handed hitter. Yeah. Got to hit it oh, above the big wall in, in the triples alley. It's not AT&T Park anymore. It's called Oracle Park or something like that. It's dumb. Yeah. It's, it's like they, it's, all these ch- changes to the to the stadium it, names. It, it's like guaranteed rate feel for the White Sox, it's right? Not, yeah, it's not even that anymore. It's like, uh, but yeah, exactly. Like, what do you keep changing it for? It was like from Comiskey Park to U.S. Cellular to guaranteed rate field. Oh, God. Wow. What a terrible. <laughs> really rolls off the tongue. And then Miller Park uh, for... Uh, Milwaukee. Oh, it's yeah. now American Family Field. I'm like, <laughs> what? You just go from like a beer type of ballpark pen. Like the Miller, uh, Wisconsin people aren't necessarily American Family. Like that doesn't fit the vibe. Miller Park's definitely no. They're brewers. Like yeah. you should have a beer as their stadium name, not freaking American Family Field. Well, well, the irony is that like the three biggest markets have the teams that have stadiums that don't have corporate sponsorships in their stadium names. Yankee Stadium, Dodger Stadium. Dodger Stadium, Wrigley Field. Yeah. Well, Wrigley Field, I guess technically maybe because it's isn't gum. Wrigley it's is a gum company. Yeah. But Fenway is that what's, what's no? That's after the the neighborhood it's in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but it's not after a company. No. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was thinking. Um, because it used to be Marlins Park, then there was Lone Depot Park. So that used <laughs> Lone to Lone Depot. Yeah, Park. that used to be it. Uh, what other t- team names? What other stadiums? Uh, I don't think there's any. Kaufman. 
Coffin Stadium. That's after their owner. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's another one. So that's four that aren't related to sti- um, companies. Yeah. What's, uh? oh gosh, Nationals Park. Yep. That's there, five. There you go. Oriole Park at Camden Yards. No, because it's, it's something, it's not, uh, it's something. Really? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's at something else at Camden Yards. I still call it Camden Yards. Everybody does. Yeah. Um, but Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Is it Oriole Park at Camden Yards? Yeah. Really? All right. I was wrong. I thought that they changed it. So that's six. That's six. That I could, that we can think that of. That we can think of at the top of our heads. Th- though I do like Safeco as a name for it's, a corporate ballpark. Yeah. But now it's T-Mobile, T-Mobile Park. Park. Gosh. Yeah. I think it's because we grew up with those as the names. Yeah. And now we're like, ugh, come on. Just bring it back to what we were. <laughs> what, what, what we're, we were becoming boomers. Yeah. That's, that's what's um, happening. But I wanted to do a quick rundown of my predictions so far and see how they, they've come about. Um, so I got Otani right to the Dodgers. I got that one right. Uh, Yamamoto is still unsigned. I predict him to the Phillies, So, but he's favored to go to the Dodgers or Yankees. I think he's probably going to one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for him to be a Philly, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, I got Nola wrong in terms of the team, but I got the number right pretty close. I was $3 million off. Seven and the y- color. Yeah, I got the color right. right. And yeah, yeah. I get, but he went to the Phillies, came back to the Phillies. I'm happy about it. I know some people are unhappy about it um, just because they – put seven years on people were really upset for seven years like they wanted five six um but i think he's that type of he doesn't have he doesn't rely on velocity so that's i think that's going to hold up well um but yeah matt chapman hasn't signed yet i predict him to go to the cubs uh haven't heard really anything on his market at all mm-hmm. uh for anything and then uh i got sunny gray wrong in terms of the team but i got the number right he got three years 75 i said three years 70 so it's pretty close on my numbers except for otani yeah i don't think any of my players are signed anywhere they're still out there i'm pretty sure yeah no guriel's free agent free agent it's su- <laughs> thank goodness for otani and yamamoto yeah. otherwise like this would be such a boring free agent market N- right now now that otani's signed they said that it should revamp up, which yeah. is it's kind of seems like Yamamoto's like the big piece right now. Then I think Snell probably would be the next person because Yamamoto's the higher price tag. Yeah. Um. And then then I think you'll probably see Bellinger, Chapman, Hoskins, Gurriel, like those type of hitters go uh, next. But also you're seeing a lot of the smaller guys just be like like um, Torres, not Torres. Um, God, what's the big guy that was from Milwaukee first baseman? He just signed with the Pirates. He was Ronnie Torres. He or Ron, no, that's not right. No, that's a different player. He would played for Toronto a little bit. A big first baseman, lefty. Gosh, blunt. Gosh, I got to do this, people. I got this. It's bothering me. It's bothering me. You know that feeling when you're just like, I can't figure out what it is that always happens on our podcast yeah. it's a very common thing thank goodness we have computers sitting in front of us so we could look everything up yeah pirates um first baseman because i can't remember his freaking name Ra- rowdy Teles. that's yeah i was you're thinking of ronald torres yeah, who yeah. is uh all over the place including the yankees yeah like rowdy Teles. like he, he got three year uh one year 3.2 million like yeah you know also there needs to be a lot of the outrage over the itani stuff with the contract I thought was valid just because they're like, all right, it's good for baseball that these big market teams are doing stuff, but these small market teams don't need to do anything because they get a revenue share from the big market teams. So they're like, oh yeah, you know, we're still, as long as we like stay like meeting the solid, like remain solid uh, financially, don't spend too much money. We're still going to get a revenue share and I'm still going to make a profit. I, what do you think? I haven't, we haven't talked about this yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm approaching it from a different angle. And I know this is probably going to sound hypocritical because I'm a Yankees fan. Yes. And we signed big money yeah. players for forever. Yeah. But it really made me think about what is a baseball player worth yeah. in terms of paying. You're being paid to ultimately hit a baseball or throw a pitch, run the bases yeah. for $700 million. And I'm wondering, like, how much is too much for for an athlete yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. it may th- i think this was the first kind of signing that made me really consider that yeah because now we're approaching seriously the billion dollar threshold i don't think we're gonna get there yeah i don't think it's gonna be for a while just because, i don't think i don't think it be, will be either because it was but, a generational player 
Yes, like, but I think it's kind, it's sort of realistic now. Okay. Do you not, think not all? I, I don't know if it'll ultimately happen or not, but it's it's at, it's an actual possibility now that someone's being paid seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, I just I don't see it happening within the next twenty years until another Otani player type's uh, that, coming. Uh, no, I agree. That's what I said before. Yeah, because he was a once in a generation talent. He yeah. got paid that much money. Yeah, like Soto's not going to get a billion when Acuna becomes a yeah. free agent when his contract's up. He's not going to become a billion dollar player. Like I don't think there's anyone that's currently or in the farm systems right now that's going to be a billion dollar player. I don't think it's going to be that because Otani is that benchmark because he can do both things until the next Otani comes around who is that good, like an Otani level player, not just a guy who can hit and pitch. Like this guy is hitting and pitching at an MVP level on both sides. That's why he got this. And so I don't think that certain players are going to go above that threshold for a while until someone's like, yeah, this guy's on Otani's level, and because the market's changed now because it's 10 years later, they're like, yeah, we probably should give him a billion. I don't see it happening within the next 20 years at least. Mm-hmm. And so then we'll be 50 talking talking about this on a podcast. Well, it totally wouldn't matter because the it, world's going to die. We're all going to die. The world's going to die, and even if like they get signed by, I don't know, the Angels or something, they'll yeah. they'll – still be losing yeah and because of the california taxes they'll be getting paid theoretically a billion dollars but they'll yeah. really get like two hundred thousand. yeah my, in, in actual pay my point was this do you think there should be a salary floor because there are teams like the athletics pirates uh the reds are spending a little bit of money uh royal spent a little bit of money but these teams aren't spending enough to be like yeah, we're just going to like the A's and the Royals are pretty much terrible and don't have a ton of like, yeah, we're going to spend on free agents because we want to attract people to our stadium. They're just relying on these prospects coming up. You know, do you think there should be a salary floor of like, let's say a hundred million that they have to spend a hundred million dollars to be otherwise they face penalties? Because I think that would help with teams being competitive you know, when the A's come into town to face, you're not excited to go see the A's. But, like, say if they signed a couple, you know, mid-level free agents that would be a little bit competitive or like, hey, yeah, no, I want to go see the A's. You're like, oh, yeah, this day I want to see it's a good pitching matchup. You know, it's they need to invest a little bit more into their team other than just, oh, yeah, you know, there's prospects coming up. We're going to trade away these guys and everything. I, what do you think? I, I think the prospect, the prospect, you know, argument is an excuse in a lot of cases it because is. they don't want to spend the money. Exactly. And the Mariners were prime example of that. Yeah. And in that angle, I agree because I think there's teams that are comfortable with being mediocre for the sake of their wallets. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh. Our, yeah. Pittsburgh, you know, gorgeous ballpark. Probably the most beautiful place. ballpark. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's run by a terrible, terrible ownership and they haven't really been an actually good team in 30 years. Like, yeah, they, like had, they had McCutcheon. When Kutch, I mean, he, like a team that could go maybe to the World Series, I should say. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah, been 30 years yeah. or so. Yeah. Uh, same thing, like, I mean, Oakland was the home of Moneyball. Yeah. And, I mean, that got them to what, the ALCS one or two years? Yeah. That they never, it didn't result in anything. They probably could have won the World Series uh, the year that they faced the Royals. They just got, I think they got unlucky because they had like seven or eight All Stars on that team. Yeah. Do you remember that year? 2013. 2013-2014. It was that wild card yeah, game, right? because Donaldson was like borderline MVP yeah. before he got traded to Toronto. Uh, yeah, that team well, was fun. Yeah, but then they got, then they, you know, they since, trade everyone away and let them go. Yeah, since then they've been absolute dog crap. They're, it's like the Marlins philosophy. We'll get everybody for one year or sign everybody. And if we don't win or if we even if we do win, we can't, we quote unquote can't afford everyone and we'll let them yeah. go. yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I would be down for a salary floor because yeah. it would bring interest back to their teams and fans and the stands and actual good baseball to watch as opposed to you know watching the the Marlins. W- I mean the Marlins are get up and up. They were in the playoffs last year, but like in the past they would win maybe what seventy games, yeah. eighty games. Yeah, need. I mean they're not bad teams, but they're not like the most exciting teams to actually go to a ballpark to watch yeah no i mean when they had stanton and they they, that was someone that you stopped and watched because stanton went the marlins was a great player to watch but 
they really don't have any marketability with any of their players, anything really. Even though Jazz Chisholm was on MLB The Show, which was... It was an interesting it was choice. A, yeah. It was a joke. Come on, let's be <laughs> honest. When everyone saw that, they were like, what? Like, this guy's not even... like a, He wasn't even a 90-plus overall in the game. He was like an 85 <laughs> or 86. Like, come on. You had, you had borderline Hall of Famers on that thing for 10, 12, 12 15 years now, and then you just put a guy that is not even a 90-plus overall on the cover? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, Jazz is great personality. Like, he's a fun player to watch, but he's not... He's not someone that you put in the conversation like, yeah, no, I really want to go see Jazz Chisholm play baseball. No. Did, did they at least fix the base running in that game? I didn't I didn't get that one. Okay. I have 22. I have 22. Okay. Uh, I was planning to see who was on the cover for this one uh, coming up, but I've also been thinking about getting a PS5 too. I don't know. There's a lot of decisions I got to make right now. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, people. Otani's a Dodger. He's off the market. He set the record for the largest contract ever. He's oh he's knows how to fleece people like crazy, and uh, it's good for baseball, and it's a good thing. We're I think we're both happy that he's a Dodger. I I agree. I I don't mind that he's in the NL. I I don't I don't think that it's that big a deal for me. Okay, I actually have a question for you. Do you think that they're going to win a World Series with his term as a Dodger? I think they'll make the World Series. Okay. Um, whether they actually win it. Because they're all 30-plus. Mookie. They're all 30-plus, and they're... I mean, they have a good lineup, but I think it's another top-heavy lineup where you have, like, MVP, 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 and then good players yeah. after that. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the team's going to be carried by those three guys. Yeah. And, you know, there's questions in the pitching, too. You know, not having Kershaw for, what, the first half of the year? Well, he's a free agent, too, so they have to actually sign him if they wanted to. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I don't think so, either. I think he's going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're trying to trade for Glass now, and they're going after Yamamoto. So they're definitely revamping. Like they had Walker Bueller's coming back. That's a good thing. Uh, but they just traded away. Um, uh, they said that in the Glass now trade that they would be trading away one of their top prospects who pitched last year. Um, and Glass now could be a rental too. But also Glass now is like, oh sweet, I'm going to pitch in L.A. with Otani and everything. But yeah. but then taxes too, going from Florida taxes to L.A. taxes, which is drastically different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I want Otani to win a World Series just for him. Do I want the Dodgers to win a World Series? No. Um, well, you can't have one without the other. No. Uh, so. I think I'm not sure if I mentioned this back at the end of the year, but like at the end of when we did a podcast about the end of the year, I think I might have said that it's baseball needs to have the Yankees and the Dodgers be in a World Series. Yes. Do you remember if I said that or yes. something? And that, look what they're doing. Look at the two most active teams in the free agent win yeah. the offseason so far. Yeah, 1981 was the last time the Yankees and Dodgers were in the World Series yeah. together. Yeah. And you get both markets. You get the East Coast and you get the West Coast. Yeah, the East Coast and the West Coast and two solid teams yep. with a history and yep. a, a, an old rivalry. They've played in the World Series against each other quite a bit prior to 1981. <sighs> what I root for? Oh, my gosh. I probably be, would be a good I, friend. I think I'd root for seven-game series, yeah. and it just ends in a walk-off. I'd probably just root for the best baseball outcome there is. <laughs> I probably, the friend in me wants to root for you. The baseball person in me wants to root for the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> because we all love seeing the Yankees suffer. Um, That's fair. But, but yeah. Okay, so look at that lineup. Betts, Otani, Freeman, Smith, Muncie, who I hate. Outman, Hayward, Hayward, Taylor, and Lux. That's their, Lux is their wild card because he was out last year with the ACL. If he comes back and biz- and he's the top prospect that he turn out- turns out to be, that lineup's scary. That's yeah. really scary. Uh, but I agree. It's definitely a little top-heavy. I don't like Mac Muncy at all. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But. And Hayward's had an interesting career. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's, I think, I think he's gone back to being like a, a good player. Yeah. He's always been great defensively. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, people. You got anything more to say about the Otani stuff before uh, I get? Oh, to my... I'm glad he's not in Toronto. Yeah. Oh my God, I feel so bad for Toronto fans. The plane with Robert Herkovich on. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so bad. That, and it wouldn't. 
It would not been as good for baseball, not nearly. You should get a custom uh, Blue Jays Otani jersey. That would be great. <laughs> go to a Blue Jays game and wear. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be terrible. That'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, okay. So let us know what you think about the Otani stuff, the contract, uh, good for baseball, salary floor, whatever. You know anything we talked about? Let us know. Uh, but to finish us out. Uh, we're going back to our kind of normal routine of uh, having like a question and um, or a uh, a fun fact at the beginning, and then we end with a hot take. So, I thought of this one today, and I thought it was kind of interesting. I think I don't have a specific player in mind for this, but I think that there's going to be another superstar trade happen that's not like in the news right now. You know, like. Uh, Shane Bieber, Dylan Cease, like Trout's been rumored or anything. I think there's going to be another like superstar type player trade before the beginning of the season. I don't know who it is, but I think that there's going to be a major shakeup because that player gets traded because, you know, a certain player got injured during spring training. You're like, oh, we can't compete this year. We're going to trade him uh, or something like that. In the back of my mind, I feel like it's going to be Trout. Because he's just gonna be like, "Hey, I, I, I feel bad for the dude. Like, yeah, he's rich, and you know, he's he's got he's gonna be a Hall of Famer and everything. But there's just something not right about him being in L.A. And I feel like he's gonna like something's gonna click where he's gonna he might ask out. Now, again, I don't think it's gonna be anyone that's gonna be reported that's been reported so far. But in the back of my mind, I think it's Trout." Uh, but based off my hot take, it's going to be someone like, I don't know, um, Pete Alonzo or um, who's another player, uh, maybe someone from the Astros or something like that, like Alex Bregman or um, I don't know. Some, that's what I think off the top of my head. Maybe even, um, maybe even uh, the Cardinals because I think Arenado, no, he can't out that anymore, but Goldschmidt's been talking about a, uh, an extension but maybe he gets traded somewhere. I, that's just that's my hot take. It's a hot take for a reason. I think someone, another superstar level player, is going to get traded. If Trout was to be traded anywhere, what would be the most likely place he would go or be traded to? Oof. Let's see. There's only a couple teams that can hold on to that salary. I feel like the Angels would probably have to eat a little bit of that. What do you think about Texas? I don't think Texas has. Do they have big contracts right now? They have big contracts. They got Degrom, Seager, Simeon. Uh, Scherzer. They're technically still paying Scherzer a little bit, um, but and they they have another one or two other that are decently sized. But you know, I think that Texas probably could go after him. That's mm-hmm. that's my opinion. They do they do have a decent uh, farm system still, as far as I'm aware. Um, I don't know. I want him to be a Philly so bad. <laughs> so bad. I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be great. I feel bad, but I don't for Trout because on the one hand, he's stuck with a team, but he chose his destiny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the loyalty is going to, he's definitely going to be remembered as that guy that if he stays with the angels for his rest of his year, rest of his career, he's going to be remembered as that guy of what could have been type thing. If he just went to another team, but he's also going to be that guy that is like, all right, he stuck with one team. He wanted to, you know, finish. he just wanted to play baseball. Like he didn't. He was loyal. I mean, that's respectable. Indeed, because uh, you don't see a lot of players stick with one team anymore. So I admire him for that, but I still want him in Phillies, Phillies red instead of Angels red. But so that's my hot take. I think that a player, superstar player, that is not in the news yet is going to be traded. Do you have a number two? Oh, that I think is going to get traded. That could be traded. Well, I said that Alonzo. Oh, uh, you, you yeah, said like Trout's in the back of my head, but he's been reported just because yeah. before. So like Alonzo, uh, Bregman, and um, one of the Cardinal players. If it if it doesn't work out, like because just because they're getting older and they want to revamp, um, that's off the top of my head. I know there's probably another player because um, Milwaukee's keeping Corbin Burns apparently, and. Uh, but he's been in the news. A lot of the guys that have been in the news, like Glasnow, Cease, Bieber, um, and Soto got traded. So um, 
it'd be interesting to see if the Padres trade another one of their players or something like that if they start doing poorly during the regular season. Like, do they trade Bogarts? Hmm. I don't know if no trade clause or anything, but... Um, I mean, you kind of see them making moves here and there. So if they do do poorly, I could see management doing that because they've already been doing that with a couple of the players that they already signed, like yeah. Soto. Yeah. But yeah, that's my hot take, people. Let me know how hot it is, whether or not it's going to come true. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. I, it's just there hasn't been a ton of movement other than the, like yeah. the bit before the Otani thing. It was boring, people. Yeah. We finally got some movement. Yeah. And hopefully we got some more. It, it, it was like just, you know, flatlining and then Soto and Otani. And yeah. now it's kind of like coming back down to earth a little bit. The Yamamoto still keeping things interesting. Yeah. If he signs this week, this like this or at least maybe the weekend or something like that, that'd be good. Like there needs to be at least a signing every couple days. Please. Please. <laughs> oh my gosh. The fact that like because Otani signed what? Last Saturday. Yeah. On Saturday. So it's been five days. Yeah. Five, six days. Yeah. Fortunately he's big enough of a presence to talk those last five days about him. But. Yeah. Also he's a stand up guy too. Yeah. Like it just he doesn't do any he doesn't show up anyone and that's it's nice. I hate that he looks good in Dodger Blue, honestly. He does look very good. Yeah. All right, people. Uh we got some stuff planned in the works for future podcasts. Sorry it took so long, uh, just scheduling with everything. And also, there wasn't a ton of free agent news, and we wanted to talk specifically about free agent stuff. So, um, And the fact that Otani signed, we are like, all right, we got to do this. So Otani signed, Soto traded, Nola signed. Hopefully, Yamamoto's next to the Phillies. And uh, maybe who the, the Yankees go and get. Uh, maybe they trade for Glass now. I don't know. <laughs> or trade for trade trade for Corbin Burns or Cease or Bieber. They they will switch that out and say that um, the Phillies will trade for Glasnow or something, and the Yankees get Yamamoto instead. I'd take that. Okay. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. All right, people. Sounds good. Uh, that's a good way to end. Uh, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, stay tuned for future podcasts and enjoy the free agency. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.